This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Did you know almost 200 Australians are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes every single day? And for a while, the advice has been to manage the disease with medication. But the conversation is changing. And joining me now is the host of a new series that starts tonight on SBS called Australia's Health Revolution. There is one disease spreading right across this country that will leave a mark on the lives of millions of Australians for generations to come. Type 2 diabetes is the world's fastest growing chronic condition. Unfortunately, we have to take it away. Amputations, heart attacks, strokes and blindness. This is the harsh reality for many. We're following courageous Australians battling to overcome this dread disease. (sighs) They've already taken my heavy rigid licence off me because of my right eye. So gangrene just keeps spreading, and ankle and then knee and then the limb. You feel like you're being robbed because your life's been stolen. More than a million Australians have type 2 diabetes and more than 15,000 die of complication from it every year. And yet we're told it is a progressive disease, that the answer is medication. But is taking more and more drugs really the only way? Dr Michael Mosley, good morning. Good morning to you. Hi there. So type 2 diabetes is Australia's fastest growing chronic disease. And you say, you know, it's the greatest health crisis of our time. Why is a disease that's preventable so problematic? It's partly because it's so closely linked to obesity and being overweight and piling too much around your tummy. And as we know, that is um, one of those things that just seems to be uncontrollable, uh, that we're seeing ever rising rates of obesity around the world and also in Australia. Australia actually ranks number five amongst the advanced economies, um, even higher than we in the UK when it comes to diabetes. But it is preventable in the sense that if you can lose weight, uh, then the research shows that you can actually reverse diabetes. And that's the good news, because for a long time, it's been regarded as this um, irreversible thing that once you have it, um, you know, that's it, your life is over, you just go on the medication and um, hope for the best. And that indeed is the advice my dad got uh, when he was diagnosed with diabetes in his 50s and uh, he went on medication. Unfortunately, he still, um, you know, developed a lot of the signs and symptoms of diabetes and um, he ended, uh, he died basically prematurely at the age of 74. And so when I got the diagnosis in 2012, I could see kind of where that was likely to lead me and um, instead, I went off and made a documentary called Eat Fast, Live Longer. I invented a diet called the 5-2 diet, which mm. you've probably heard about. And I lost about nine kilos, and that was enough to reverse my diabetes. So I've been sort of um, on a mission to share uh, that, uh, you know, good news um, ever since. And I'm delighted to say that um, government's beginning to take it seriously, both in the UK and much more recently in Australia. So that's the good news. The bad news is you still have to lose weight. <laughs> well, okay, so I have had a lot of family members who've had a lot of success with the 5-2 diet, but for anyone who isn't across it, that's a little bit more to do with, you know, when you eat, not just what you eat, isn't it? Absolutely. So there's kind of two elements to it. One is that um, the it was called 5-2 because the idea is you cut your calories two days a week rather than across the whole seven days. And um, some people find that much more manageable. Um, it's also known as intermittent fasting. But there's another 
part of it, which is the idea of time-restricted eating. So when I wrote The Fast Diet back in 2012, I incorporated, if you like, both elements. And time-restricted eating is a different approach where instead you simply uh, cut the hours within which you eat. So you might stop, say, eating at 8 o'clock at night, not start again until 10 o'clock the next morning. And that means you'd have a 10-hour period in which you're not putting food or calories into your face and since I originally wrote about it, there's been loads and loads of studies um, showing the beneficial effects of that. And one of the great things about it is you don't have to count calories. You just have to be able to tell the time. <laughs> and most people, I think, can do that. So uh, that turned out to be a good way of losing weight, but also helping people with diabetes because it seems to have quite a powerful effect on insulin as well. You actually put your own body on the line shooting the series and look at the impact of a junk food diet. Why do you take that step? I believe um, sort of passionately in the idea that if you're going to convince people of something, it's quite a good idea to demonstrate it. And who better than to demonstrate it on myself? Um, so I've kind of been uh, quite critical about the idea of ultra-processed food. These are kind of factory-made foods which come in bright packages with lots of ingredients and E-numbers and which flood the supermarkets. So I thought it was about time I had a go at eating more of these foods because my diet is normally quite healthy. Um, and as you'll see in the series, um, things do not end terribly well. I can't tell you exactly what goes on because that would ruin the suspense. But let <laughs> there's certainly jeopardy there, let's put it that way. Uh, and I also wanted to demonstrate that um, after I'd kind of put the weight on and uh, done some pretty um, bad things as well, uh, that it was possible to reverse it uh, by going on this rapid weight loss, fast 800 style diet because that's what I was going to be asking eight brave Australians with type 2 diabetes to do, uh, because that's the mission, if you like, of the series, to see if we can help people with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes get rid of their disease or at least improve it. And so I felt that uh, if I was going to ask them to do the diet, I should do it as well um, in a spirit of solidarity. Now, a big part of the conversation in Australia's health revolution is the impact of type 2 diabetes on First Nations people. Why is the rate of diabetes so much higher in Indigenous Aussies? It's not entirely clear, but it is a really, really high. I mean, in some populations, it is up to half the population. Um, and um, it is partly uh, that there's been this sudden exposure or, you know, in relative short period of time to Western style diet and culture and things like that. It is partly that a lot of populations around the world seem to be much more vulnerable uh, to these foods. Um, perhaps it's because um, people of European descent have been had longer exposure to it. And uh, we know, for example, that if you are Indian, Chinese, uh, you're likely to develop type 2 diabetes at a younger age, you'll get it more aggressively, and also at a lower BMI. And the same seems to be true of the indigenous populations in Australia. So that's why um, I very much wanted to film that. Uh, but um, they, you know, they do uh, have very, very high rates. And um, it was absolutely fascinating and very lovely to be able to spend time with them. And um, I was struck. I asked um, one of the ladies who's involved why she wanted to take part. And she said, because um, 
I know about you. I've seen you on telly uh, in Australia and I trust you. Um, so um, let's give it a go. And the hope is obviously that um, if we can um, have an impact with these ladies, then that will in turn uh, reach a wider community and people will again, the message will get out there that this is something you can do something about. Don't give up. Don't despair. It is possible. Um, this is a horrible disease. The consequences are pretty dreadful, uh, but there is something you can do about it. Mm, that's a great message. If you get it, you don't have to just live with it and manage it with medication. Absolutely. You can actually reverse it. That's fantastic. Well, you can watch the first episode of Australia's Health Revolution on SBS tonight. Dr. Michael Mosley, thanks so much for joining me on Hope Breakfast. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.